Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nerdy Thirties. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Griffith, joined by one of my co-hosts, Jimmy Kelly. <laughs> and uh, we're not sure where Matt is. In fact, um, there's going to be a hashtag movement here. It was Where's Waldo. It's now going to be Where's Matt. We don't know where he is. Uh, Jimmy, have you got any leads on this case as to where Matt may be? It is possible that he has been abducted by UFOs. We don't know that for sure. That that is possible. Um, Another possible outcome, I have been getting text messages from Jake Jacobs, who uh, many of you know from the uh, independent wrestling scene, one of the hottest, you know, rising stars. He's been texting me. He is at the current, uh, as we speak, he is at the Ring of Honor. New Japan show in Philadelphia, and uh, so maybe maybe Matt left us to go to that show. I don't know. He, there's been a lot of talk from him. He thought he'd been getting uh, anally probed a lot lately, so I think it's more the UFOs. <laughs> That's possible. Um, regardless, uh, you know, Jimmy and me, uh, you can always count on at least some iteration of the three of us to bring you a show every week, and Jimmy and me are going to brave the waters together here, and uh, we're going to sail across the sea of nerddom and try to be a beacon of light for all of you. So, uh, uh, Jimmy, I'll start out by asking, what has been going on in the wild, wonderful world of Jimmy Kelly this week? Uh, we did the old yard sale this week. Been playing mm-hmm. some Hearthstone. Uh, I finished. Daredevil, finally. I finally just said, well, I don't think that uh, me and Kendra are going to be able to watch it together. And uh read some comic books today, and that's about all. Hey, I, read, I read a couple of comic books today, too. Unfortunately, I didn't get to read the ones that I mostly wanted to read, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, as for me, just been hanging out with the family, uh Watched the season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on uh, last night. And um, this last weekend, I actually went to Tennessee with Matt and Stevie. We got to go to the NWA Smoky Mountain show, and that was awesome. I'll be talking about that in a little bit. One of the better independent wrestling shows I've ever attended, actually. So, yeah, that's, that's been about it for me, man. Well, to start the show, let's talk about something we never talk about. Cause, and you okay. might know about this, but I didn't know about this. Let's talk about video games. And what do you think about them bringing back the uh, Nintendo World Championships? I'm completely unaware of this, but I'm completely interested. Please tell me more. Uh, apparently, what I saw today, I'm still trying to figure it out, but 
like around the end of this month, starting at Best Buys, you can, uh, I guess, try to qualify. And they're going to actually have a uh, a finals that they will uh, be streaming. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometime in June. Is that is there like a video game? Maybe there's a video game show in June. I don't remember. It gets confusing when all the shows are, but. Anyway, starting May 30th, go to Best Buy. You can try and qualify. They have not announced the games, although people are uh, kind of guessing that it's going to be maybe an offshoot of some of the more original games that were part of the uh, early Nintendo World Championships. You know there's going to be some Mario in there, so automatically I'm not going to try and partake. (laughs) This reminds me, remember that movie with Fred Savage, uh, The Wiz? Yes, that is... Wasn't that actually why they did the whole first one? Yeah, yeah. And it was... bring up uh, the Power Club again, man. What was it? Was it Super Mario 3 that was the big one? That sounds right. Was that the one with the flute? Which one was the one where you had the flute and you could go by different... um, Yeah, Super Mario 3. Super Mario 3. So. <laughs> yeah, man. It's kind of cool. It's nostalgic. It's neat. I'll watch the finals. Cause, uh, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. It'll be neat. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool that's kind of coming. Video games are getting more popular. Uh, you know, they just had that... Uh, I can't... What is that? Heroes? My brother plays it. League of Legends or something League like that. League of Legends, yes. Yes, that's... So, I mean, they had that on the ESPN. I've never played League of Legends, but I have a hatred in my heart for it, and it has nothing to do with the game itself. It has to do with the fact that I feel like that, yeah, that League of Legends pretty much ran one comic book shop in their town into the ground nose first. <laughs> well, that could be a fact, but hey, it's back now. And seems to it's be back and better, better than ever, even though... I had something happen there, which is not their fault. I'm not mad at them, but I'm bummed about something. But <sighs> regardless, what happened? Well, uh, I went to there today to pick up issue two of Secret Wars because I'm really jazzed on this series, man. And they did not have it. That but kills me, man. That kills me. They're going to have it Monday. They were shorted on their order by Diamond, and they got on the phone, and Diamond is going to be, they said, uh, shipping them out to them tomorrow, two-day shipping, so they'd be there Monday. Because I did read issue two, and I really wanted... You You are much more of a comic fan than I am. You, you You've read a lot more of... I'm a weird comic book fan in the sense of it seems like when you start getting into outer space and things like that, I really want no part of it, even though I like Star Wars and stuff. <laughs> like, I've never really liked Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess I like the more realistic, grittier comics. And, like, there's this issue, and it's like, it seems like to me, and I need to go back and read the first Secret Wars or something, but it mm-hmm. seems like to me now it is so tied in with this issue this issue as to what I remember the first Secret Wars being. Well... That could be wrong. Um, I, I mean, I, I haven't read it, obviously, 
Um, but from what I know, now did you read Secret Wars one? Yes, I like, did. Last week's issue. Okay. Um, I'm assuming, if I was guessing, that we are now fully on Battle World in issue two. This, this issue seems to be pretty much the majority Battle World. Yes. Okay. And if you'll remember, in the first Secret Wars, yeah, that was what the Beyonder formed a battle world for the for the heroes to uh, battle on for his enjoyment. Right. So, yeah, so that, I would say that definitely ties in with the first one. Uh, it, do you remember? Do you remember how the first one ends? Yes. Yes. Uh, it ends with, isn't it? Like Doom basically becomes the all everything. Mhm. Okay. Doom is plays a major role in this one. Well, you know, um, it's so crazy because the way everything's tying in with everything that's been going on in the Marvel universe in the last three years, it's just crazy to me. Like the masterful thing. It's it's really Jonathan Hickman has just orchestrated all of this through his Avengers run, even. Before his Avengers run, the stuff he did on his Fantastic Four run, which I really think might be the greatest Fantastic Four run of all time. And uh, I could argue that his Avengers run, I mean, I, I really think Hickman's done some amazing stuff at Marvel over the last few years. And I know there's people that are literally throwing stuff at me through their iPods or through their computers right now because uh, there's a lot of people that feel like Hickman's stuff is too high concept and too. Uh, hard to follow, and that's what I love about it. But, um, you know, some people just want it to be more basic. They want it. And Hickman, he operates on a much higher uh, higher concept level. Turns some people off, but I don't know. So, but yeah, the stuff with Doom, I mean, we've basically, Doom has been kind of circulating through time, trying to, uh, trying to save existence. And I'm I'm just interested to see how that all plays out as this thing goes on. So I'm really looking forward to reading issue two. Did you Maybe like it? Maybe after you read issue two, we can do a little quick recording and then put it on the YouTube channel about it. Oh, yeah. a lot, I think a lot of people are going to be like me. They were they they were really fans back then, and they've kind of you know I've I've been much more into image books and stuff like that over the last three and four years. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read a lot of this stuff. It would be great for me to just have you sit down and say, okay, this is what it is. This is how it all ties in. I think it would be, be good for me, so I'm guessing it would be good for other people I'd, too. I would love to do that, yeah. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, I would love for every person that's reading the series, including you, I'd love to be able to just go boom and put the last three years' worth of Avengers and New Avengers especially just right into your head, because, I mean, it's just all led to this so perfectly, but, um, I mean, I know that's, that would take you a long time to sit down and read all that, too, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I can I can see you in me. <laughs> we'll try to do something uh, first next week, so people can look for that on the YouTube channel. Yeah, that'd be fun. Trying to we'll read uh, Secret Wars. Now, I will tell you something that, uh, I don't know, I was in a comic book mood today, so I probably read four or five comics today, and I, I'll tell you one. I know you stopped reading it with Walking Dead, but um, yeah. Walking Dead is getting ready, I think, to take a 
crazy turn. I know you saw the. Uh, I sent you a, 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 a some kind of chat or something. I can't remember how. It's anyway, one of the panels. But I think basically for you know for everybody that doesn't know Negan has been in a you know in a cell. Rick's been holding him in a cell forever. Right. I think that Rick's is going to wind up letting him go in the next couple of issues. Why in the hell would Rick ever do that? Negan, as part of that uh, thing that I sent you, basically was making a convincing argument for why Rick should have let him go. Anyway, it's got me excited and interested in it again. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I don't want to spoil it. You're nowhere near it, but but there's people out there who haven't had a chance to read it. They just came out today. But definitely um, it's got my interest again. I'm looking forward to it. Hold on. Hold on. Say that we're in the future, okay? And you and me and a group of other people have survived through a bunch of crazy stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. And we meet some dude, and he beats my brains out with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire, okay? You capture this dude. You literally see him beat me to death, bash my brains in front of my wife, we'll say, even how how could this person ever talk you into I, don't, I just don't know what argument could be made to be like okay it's like he's making a convincing argument that uh, Rick can trust him and that Rick needs him to help control the other outliers so okay I'll I'll keep you filled in, kind of. As it yeah, goes. I have no plans on reading it, so if, yeah, you can yeah. spoil away yeah, I, whenever you want. I mean, I'll, you don't have to do it on the show. But let's uh, let's talk about another book. What about the new Thor? Did you read that? <laughs> I sure did, man. That was what I did pick up because, uh, yeah, I didn't get to get the Secret Wars, but I did get the Thor. Okay, and, uh, I have not been reading the new the new new Thor at all. Uh, well, I think I read the first one, and now I'm reading this one. But yeah, the reveal, spoiler alert, it's a reveal, yeah. although it's already been on TV, so everyone should pretty much know. Tell me how that happened. Go ahead. Well, uh, it's, it's interesting. because, yeah, Like you said, spoiler alert, and I want to be very clear. Just like you said, I know it's been on TV. Just to be clear, if you're listening to this and you have not read Thor issue 8 yet, I would say to fast forward a minute or two, because I'm going to be talking. Uh, yeah, we all know it's been the female Thor for eight issues now. The question's been, you know, who is she, who is she? And they've never revealed it. And they, they threw out red herrings. They made you think it could be this, it could be that. In this issue, we finally find out that whenever she transforms back, it is Jane Foster. So, that was, and for the record, you can ask Tony Rice, that the first day that came out, I was at his house, and I told him, I said, I think it's going to be Jane Foster. So I was right on that. <laughs> now, why is it killing Jane Foster? Okay. That's, that's funny. I'm looking at that page when you said that, which is even though it is killing me. Uh, I don't know why she would say that being Thor is killing me. I do know that um, before
before this switched over to the new Thor series, the Thor series that Jason Aaron was doing before with the, the actual Thor, Odinson, there was an issue. It was a one-off issue in between two story arcs. And it was one of my favorite issues of the series because sometimes I like, anyway, like when there's a series and you've been reading it and there's been this storyline that's been going on and on, I love when there's those like in-between story arcs just one-off issues. I think those are always fun. But this one in particular was just kind of showing Thor on Earth, uh, kind of just dealing with being Thor. But he actually, it showed that he he went to visit Jane Foster and we found out that she has cancer. Okay. And she's, uh, yeah, she, she's taking chemo, she's bald, and uh, he lost all of her hair. And there was a really touching scene in it. Where she's like dating this guy and Thor don't like him, but it's like I mean they're not romantically intertwined anymore, but you can tell they still love each other. But um, Thor actually takes her to I think it was the moon, like the last page. They're just there, and like she tells Thor, she's like, "No, I don't want you to." He's like, "You know, I could I could find a way to beat this," and she's like, "No, no, no magic, no this and that," and uh, it just shows them like the one of the last pages, like they were together, but I mean. That's the last time we saw Jane Foster was that issue. And that was like, whew, that was probably almost two years ago. But, uh, so yeah, I don't know why she would say that being Thor is killing her. I don't understand that. Um, and we'll find out more as we go, I'm sure. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I do know that she's had, like, cancer. And it was like, it was like terminal cancer, I believe. Well, that makes a little more sense because I was wondering why it was killing her, so that helps. But I'm, I'm, here's what I'm curious about, though. I mean, I'm sure you noticed, and this is the whole thing with all of the secret wars that's going on, is the Marvel Universe, I mean, this is, it's been a week since it came out. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. In issue one of Secret Wars, the Marvel Universe, as we know it, gone. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Completely gone. It even says I mean, on the last page it had the date that was born and the date, the year it died. And then in a lot of the titles, they're doing this thing like the last days of Magneto, showing that their last days on the Earth before I of Marvel six one six before it went. But this issue of Thor at the end of it, this is the last issue of this series. And like a lot of these books that are going to be taking place during Secret Wars we're getting a new series called Thor's. And it says, uh, you know, coming next, Thor's issue one. So I just wonder, will we get the rest of the story about Jane and female Thor through this series? Uh, that's, I'm just really wondering how everything's going to be handled. Like, all the storylines that have been going on that haven't tied into this, are they just going to be stopped? Or will they just pick back up once Secret Wars is over and whatever swarm to swarm? I'm just, I'm very curious to see how all this goes. Well, it's one of those things that get you waiting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Anything uh, else? I I, I, I do want to throw out there, uh, because I hadn't read last month's issue of Thor either, but I picked up both and I read, you know, issue seven and eight. Uh And uh, I thought issue seven was really good as well. And I just, 
that's good to shout out to Russell Bowderman, who, I mean, we talk about Jason Aaron all the time. I think he's just doing a killer job writing this book. He's been doing a killer job with Thor for years now. But uh, Russell Bowderman drawing, drawing this uh, Thor book, I just think his art is awesome, man. I love the uh, the line work. I love uh, just everything about it, man. I, I think he's a super talented artist. He was drawing the Cyclops solo book before this. I was I was impressed with his work on that, but I think he's really just uh, he's really shined on the Thor title. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see because I know uh, he's not the one drawing the Thor's book. The one that's coming starting next month is going to be drew by uh, uh, I saw it here somewhere. I don't know. Chris Sprouse. This is going to be drawing Thor's. So I'm just wondering where Russell Dowderman will end up after this. I'm telling you, man. I think it's I think it's awesome, and uh, it's been really good on the Thor book. So we'll see. But yeah. Uh, very curious to see how everything plays out with the whole Secret Wars thing as we move along. I, my, I guess my biggest question that I have after reading issue one, I've been thinking about it a lot, and it may be answered in issue two. I don't know, but I'm just going to say, uh, I looked at the, when, when I bought issue one last week. One of the things that we they gave out at the store was a, a map of Battle World, like a really nice fold out map. And uh, I was looking at it, and one of the things it shows is a section of Manhattan still being uh, like it survived as part of this battle world now. And it makes me wonder that a lot of the heroes, were a lot of those heroes in Manhattan, and they actually survived the big whoopsie do or whatever. So I'm just I'm wondering if that's the way that a lot of them survived and will end up on this new uh, battle world going forward. But uh, I'll just ask you this. Is that answered in issue two? I don't think so. No, not really. Okay. Saw a lot of people comparing issue two to Game of Thrones. Very much. Very much. Okay. That's that's interesting. Very much. Uh, If you don't have anything else to talk about, I want to stay kind of comic books and go to comic books TV shows. And did you see the Supergirl I did. Uh, what do you I think? Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it is. Uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way. <laughs> I don't think that it's uh, really going after me as part of its key demographic. That being said, I think it looks fun. Uh, like I said, I, I feel like there's a completely different demographic that they're shooting for with this than 38 year old men. Well. I'll agree 100%, and I'm absolutely for that because Same here, man. Same here. let's get that demographic into comic books. Let's get them excited about something. And I'll watch it because it still looks like it has enough superhero stuff to be very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, man. I, uh, I saw a few people throwing off on it. And the yeah. people that I saw throwing off on it, I feel like they are completely missing... Uh, the point. I, I think as the father of a daughter, you should be really excited for it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Dude, I'm so lucky. 
I mean, Matt always tells me this, and he's right. He always will joke with me. He says, you're raising the coolest little girl. Don't screw it up. She's so into, uh, you know, I mean, she loves any kind of superhero stuff. She loves Harry Potter. She watched all three Lord of the Rings movies. She uh, played she played Pathfinder, a role-playing game, and liked it more than my son, even. And, uh, yes, I'm super excited that this is a show that I think is something that she'll like a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm... When I saw it, I don't know, it's like, I was so pumped because I was like, here is this whole demographic that we're finally reaching out to. It seems like a DC world, more along the TV lines, is not quite as dark, because the Flash isn't really dark. No, I don't think so. Arrow's a little bit darker, but Mm -hmm. it's not the movie universe, you know, which seems to be like. Totally. Ultra dark. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a guy that likes dark stuff, but it's getting old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, you're so right about the Flash show, man. I I, I mean, I can't comment on Arrow just because I haven't watched enough of it to even comment on it. But the Flash show, to me, is a, it's the perfect balloon. I mean, it's got it serious, of course. It's I mean, and I'm not meaning this derivatively or anything. But to me, it's much closer to the Marvel technique of movies as far as, like, it's still got its humor and it's still, like, it it just doesn't feel so dark. But uh, yeah. I, I love The Flash show, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping... I, I'm hoping Supergirl is much closer to Flash and from what I've heard of Arrow and nowhere near close to Gotham, and I'll be happy. Arrow, uh, Felicity... It's kind of like the levity in Arrow, which kind of keeps it from being like totally gloom and doom. But um, Flash, and I know that you and Waldo disagree because you guys say that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, but to me, Flash is the best superhero show on TV. I'm one episode away from the finish of this season. I dread it with... I dread seeing the end of this season more than I dread seeing the end of Walking Dead season because I'm so caught up in this series, man. It's so good, and he's finally captured the reverse flash, which you're going to find it. It's simple, and we're getting ready to reveal it all, and right. I'm so excited, man. Well, I'll tell you, um, and I don't know for sure. I've managed, I don't know how, but I've managed to keep away from spoilers because I'm behind on it. But, um, and I'm just going to say this, and don't tell me if I'm wrong or right, but I've predicted since the first episode that I believe the reverse Flash is Tom Cavanaugh's character. I forget his name. But um, I've been convinced since episode one that that's the reverse Flash. Um, well, I'll tell you if you're wrong or right, but I said the exact same thing. No, it was like the first, I was like, that's, that's freaking Professor Zoom. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just uh, that that show hooked me in like when the first episode they teased Crisis on Infinite Earth. I was like, oh crap, because that's one of my all-time favorite comic events in the series, and that's back when DC was, in my opinion, doing very little wrong. So, okay, yeah, the I'm, the one show I'm a little nervous about is this new one they got coming out that has yeah. Adam, Firestorm. I think it's going to have Captain Colt, some other guys in it. Some of the yeah, lesser yeah, characters in the series. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's scheduled for next year's lineup for CW, but they're putting. I know for sure Adam and Firestorm, which I'm really in. I like the Firestorm character on that, but on the on the Flash. So. Mm-hmm. That was one of the I'm last episodes I watched was the one where that he that kind of showed how he. I, I didn't get to see him as Firestorm, but I got to see how he became Firestorm. I got you. Well, but, uh, you definitely need to catch up on that. I need to. I'm sure Netflix does not have the newest season of Shield, but I'm so far I behind. I think it's on Hulu, man. If I'm not mistaken, I think the season two might be on Hulu. I don't but, think. Uh, I can't remember. And episode, the last episode I remember watching was the the two of them were at the bottom of the ocean. And some Kiss kind of Simmons. Yes, that, that's how yeah. long I've been since I've watched an episode. Well, that was like, if I'm not mistaken, that is the season finale of episode one. I have, I have season one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're on two now? Or three? Yeah, season, last night was the season finale of two. And it was awesome, man. Such a good finale. Don't want to spoil anything because I do, I mean, in case you do end up going back and watching it, which you should because it's been really good. But um, I'll just say this. There was something that happened last night that when it happened, I said, well, they did what Walking Dead didn't do with one of its main characters, with their main character. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this. And this has been one of, and again, this should not be one of my problems because I'm one of those people that I'm just weird with stuff. But it seems like when I watched it, they are totally trying to stay the shield and they don't bring any other superheroes into it really. Have they stayed um, that path? Uh, I mean I'm trying to think how to put this. The I mean the big focus this season has honestly been on uh the inhumans. Okay. That's been like that's been the main storyline. Has really been that and uh, it's and how the Inhumans, the, one of the members of the Shield team, is actually affiliated with that without realizing it, and uh, it's led to you know a big thing. And I mean that's why I've, I've said all season that I'm shocked that they would let that big of a development for the Marvel Cinematic Universe happen on that show because uh, I mean that's something that's going to affect everything going forward. And I mean you know we've got an announced Inhumans movie even. So the origin of the Inhumans has happened on this show. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not been a lot of... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, really no. Of none of the uh, cinematic universe characters have showed up. And I, I guess that's just because of movie contracts and what have you. I, I think we had another episode with uh, Sif from the Thor movies, who um, I think is gorgeous. Jamie Alexander. Ooh. But uh, she could be on there every week. But she was on another episode this season. And uh, you've had some characters show up. Um, I mean, we had more Deathhawk this season. We have uh, we had uh, Mr. Hyde. We've had uh, I mean, different characters. And, of course, one of, and I can't spoil it, but one of the main characters on the show we find out is actually a Marvel character that we've known for a while. And we saw last night that that character is going to be forming a group 
who fans of Jonathan Hickman will remember, was a book that he wrote right before he wrote Fantastic Four, and that would be Secret Warriors. So uh, that's that's getting ready to happen. So I don't know. It's been it's been cool, man. I'll have to go back and check into it sometime. I'll, I'll have time. Uh, Arrow is I think about over. Flash is about over. So and Blacklist is about over. So all my TV will pretty much be ending shortly. So uh, and this is something I've got to go watch because I've only watched two episodes of. But Daredevil, you finished it up, right? I did. Okay, talk about it. Because, I mean, I've only watched two episodes, man. I mean, that's ridiculous, I know. But, uh, I mean, I, I I need to sit down and jump in on it. Uh, I loved it. It it Now, it has the darker feel. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't Which, feel... It makes sense for Daredevil. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel quite as miserable as the DC Universe. Um... Which is kind of funny because I always think of Matt Murdock as being the most miserable, tortured character in all of comics. I've been so pleased. Even though it's a little different, he's different than the comic somewhat, Mm -hmm. I've been so pleased with, and I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy's name that plays Kingpin. Yeah, I've heard nothing but raves about that from every single person I've talked to, and I haven't made it to him yet, so I can't say. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I, is his name like something Del Florio or something like that? I I can't remember the guy's name. He was very good on. Uh, he was on one of the Law and Order shows for a long time, and he was really good on that. And now, I mean, he's putting on a lot of weight for that this Kingpin role, but very Vincent. Uh, Vincent. Donna, uh, Vincent Don Afrio, Donna Frio. Yeah, he's done. He has brought life to that character that I did not expect. I'll say that for him. And okay. I love the guy playing Matt Murdock, Foggy. That guy. I, I didn't think I was gonna like the guy playing Foggy at first, but he's really grown on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, every I've liked every character. Uh, Rosario Dawson's character. Uh, I really like her, but I'll, I'm like I love Rosario Dawson. Me too, man. And uh, which I heard she's possibly going to be like the you know sort of the not the Nick Fury role, but kind of like the character like Nick Fury that's going to go through all the Marvel Netflix shows. So that's cool. Oh, okay. But I'm since you like Daredevil, I think you'll love it. Yeah. That's, but that's did, you, did you love it? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. I know um, Sean, I see Sean said he saw the first two episodes and he wasn't a huge fan. He'll watch it eventually, but uh, the first two episodes are a little bit slower. It takes a little bit to get into the meat of the story and to really see where it's going. But now, I message Matt and something happens in like, I can't remember if it's the next to last or the next to next to last, but something happened and I was like, what the crap? I can't believe they just did that. And you'll see once you get there. Right. Because they destroy a character that I feel is a major part of that universe. Oh. That took me absolutely 
It just shocked me. I immediately, wow. if you remember, I messaged and it's like, have you guys finished it? It was actually on Mother's Day, and Matt Good. said, well, I finished it. So I started texting Matt and said, and got out of the group text. Yeah. So I didn't want you to see it. It's just, it it shocked me. It was a huge shock. It, like, I'm curious who it is, man. I'm so curious now. I'm just, I, I would almost tell you to spoil it for me, but no, I need to see it. Uh, uh, you need to see it. You'll be you'll be shocked. I will say that. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this because you've watched it all. Because I I think I can, and, and I don't know. I mean, you maybe haven't read all this. But I have. I, I think there's a distinct difference. Like when I think of Daredevil, there's three main runs that I think of at this point. And I think there's distinct feelings. There's the Frank Miller Daredevil. Uh-huh. There's the Brian Michael Bendis Daredevil. And then there's the Mark Wade Daredevil. I don't sense a lot of the Mark Wade in this from the first two episodes I've read. I watched. Um, is it more, do you think it's more Miller or Bendis uh, as far as what they took their inspiration and feeling from? Uh, I think Miller. Okay, okay. That's that's kind of what I was thinking from the first two I watched as well. I was just wondering if it kind of continued down that path. I really I want to say Miller, even though I don't want that to be influenced by the fact that I know he was a uh, he was heavily consulted. Mm, okay. <laughs> so that that kind of gives away that you know you're going to get his influences there a lot. Right, right, right. Uh, have you read? All of the Bendis Daredevil run? I have not. I need to. Dude, I've got the two omnibuses that can, that collect the whole run. And uh, you're more than welcome to borrow them because I know you'll take care of them. And I think you should. It's it's honestly, oh, and this is one of the ones where I'm, I mean, I could get heat from people for saying this. I think I prefer Bendis' run to Miller's. Wow. I do. I really think I do. How? I'm gonna have to go back and read it because now you got me interested. It's. I think. Yeah, I think it's. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this as well. I think, and I've read a vast majority of Bendis's work. I think it's Bendis's finest work in comics. Hmm. I like it better than ultimate, his Ultimate Spider-Man. I like it better than his Avengers run. I like it better than... Uh, which I haven't read all of his Powers run, so I can't necessarily say that. But I do. I think it's been his best work. Well, I'm going to go back and refresh myself up this week on something. Maybe we can talk about it later. Yeah. Like I said, you're more than welcome to borrow those two omnibuses. All right, so anything else in the comic book TV world? I can't, I mean, I can't necessarily think of anything. I'm, I would just, I would reiterate uh, for anybody that didn't definitely check out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season finale. That's, we all liked it a lot, but yeah, that's, that's really about it. All right, so I guess let's talk a little bit about wrestling, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, um, interesting week, actually. Uh, Monday night on Raw, we kind of got what we knew was coming, I think. But it still 
didn't make it any easier to take, I don't think. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, knowing you've got that bad dental appointment coming up. Even though you know about it, that don't make it suck any less. Uh, we had Daniel Bryan come out and officially relinquish the title. And uh, he said, you know, the doctors have told him they don't know if he'll be out a week, a month, or if he'll ever get in the ring again. And that doesn't necessarily sound so fatalistic when I just say it. But something about the tone and the feel of that whole segment to me felt an awful lot like a goodbye. Well, you're going to see him in some form because he has a DVD and a book coming out. So there's he's going to well, be on TV for be, something. Yeah, well, plus he's going to be the ju- one of the judges on Tough Enough. Yeah, I mean, they're at least down the road somewhere going to have to give him a send-off, a, a bigger send-off. It, if it winds up being a send-off, I... And reading what's up with his arm, and he does have problems, but knowing what he's been able to work through, I see at least him probably talking into maybe one more program. Not not him just saying, "Okay, that's all I want to do." But I don't. I think they'll let him unless they can mm-hmm. repair that thing with his arm. But I think he might be able to talk him into one more program. And I think that's how he'll want to. He'll at least want to go out with one more program if he can all talk. If if he can make it work and make WWE okay, although he's got to get doctors okay for that. So I don't know. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen. Let me ask you this: If you're right on that, who do you think would be the perfect final program for Daniel Bryan? Man, I don't know. There's, uh, I really don't know, because I hate for it to be, I really don't want it to be a face versus face final program. No, but at the same time, I don't want it. They always love to stick him with two people. For whatever reason, since the time he got there, they have had the biggest boner for sticking him with either Kane or Seamus. They love putting him with either of those two. Yeah, one of those says Brock, but I agree with him that that would like let's just go ahead and cut his arm off because it's what. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he goes ahead and makes the appointment to have his arm amputated directly after, then. But uh, no, nah, it, it's just, it's just a real bummer, man. Honestly, I think uh, huh? I mean, you could call it. I mean, he, knowing Brian like I know Brian. I could see him wanting to do a program with some like fresh NXT call up and really try to put him over too. Maybe like a Kevin Owens program. Oh, that would be good. Uh, I, I don't know how said, much. I don't know. I mean, I could see that being almost as destructive as a Brock Lesnar program. <laughs> but Sean says Cesaro, which would lead to some great matches. Yeah. But it, it, I kind of hate to take Cesaro out of that spot that he's got going right now anytime soon. Yeah, Cesaro's really on to something right now, man. Uh, I thought Monday night, he was phenomenal in that match. So, I don't... I don't really know. I don't know what to do with him, but I think... Well, I think we'll at least get that out of him. I hope. If so. he at all can. I hope. Uh, 
Okay, and this is my other question I have concerning the whole Daniel Bryan thing for you. And I'd, I'd be interested to hear all the input as well. Um, say that this is it. That he's never cleared again. Because I have a definite answer for this, but I could see arguments on either side. Hall of Fame? Um, he would not go in quickly, but eventually. Uh, I would argue he goes in like next year, like the next year after his announced retirement. If you look at strictly uh, times held, he held the world heavyweight title twice, I think. He held the WWE title, like, what, three he, times? He has the pedigree, no pun intended there. But, I mean, they've never been one to push him on anything, so why would they send my hey, here he is, all things. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, it, I mean, he by far has the pedigree, I mean. And I, he did it I, I in would... a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Intercontinental, U.S., tag titles. Uh, yeah, I I don't know how they could really keep him out. I just, uh, you know, it's, just, it's a real bummer, man, because we'll never, I feel like Daniel Bryan's the guy that'll always be what could have been. And uh, that's not just because of injuries, but also because of booking decisions at times. But uh, I've genuinely, and I, I feel completely comfortable saying this. If you talk about strictly talent level in the ring as a, you know, just a, talking about just wrestling talent, I think he's probably, I, I don't know that anybody surpasses him that's ever held the title. You're probably right. I, it, it, the only person that comes close in my opinion, and I mean, this is just my opinion, would be Shawn Michaels. I think it's between him and Shawn Michaels as far as like strictly talent. Didn't make a good match with anybody. Well, Kurt Angle. What do you want to say? Oh about? yeah, that's he's a hard one to argue against too. You're right. I, you know, Kurt. He's been in TNA long enough that it's almost like I just forget about him ever even being that. But yeah, Kurt. Kurt would definitely be on that list. Yeah, that's a match. That I'd like to see. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna ask you this because we're talking. I mean, this is, we're we're kind of chasing rabbits. This is fun. Uh, I'll ask you this: Where does CM Punk fall on that list? Because I know he's kind of out of favor with everyone now. Uh, a lot of people kind of got tired of him, and understandably so. But uh, if you just put away everything and just talk about just strictly in the ring, where does CM Punk fall? on that list of, you know, talent level of a team. I think he's high because his in-ring work and his mic work basically carried a real dead period for the company mm-hmm. and really started the belt back. You know, sure, they booked that, had that belt on him the whole time, but he made it work. Yeah. Uh, I agree 100%, man. I mean, I think he's one of the more talented guys to hold it. Um, I've always said this about Punk I think the only knock I have on his in-ring work has always been 
that you could tell more than maybe any other wrestler I can think of. You could tell if Punk was enthused about the program he was in or not. Because if it was a match that he cared about or a program that he cared about, you saw that he could be as good as anybody in the world at that moment. But if it was one he didn't care about, he did not care to put him in the end. Wow. I can see where you, where you say that. Like, I mean, but his last six months of work when he was just so frustrated, you could tell he did not want to be out there and he just could have cared less. That kind of fits into me, his persona, though, of, you know, not really super caring what the fans get. No, he don't. Because he doesn't really like the fans. No, I think he's always kind of hated the fans, honestly. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even think that's a character. I, I think that's genuinely Phil Brooks. He just don't like the fans. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you're right. We're talking about Which, people with the world title. I'm sorry. What was you gonna say? I said, which is gonna make for an interesting UFC because there's gonna be a lot of people rooting for him to get just beat to death. I, and he may feed off of that, man. He may feed off of that. Uh, I, I'm I'm very interested. When do you, when have we heard any more talk about when his first fight will be? I think it's been his fall. Didn't he have like a practice fight and he got, from what I understood, pretty much dominated him? I have no idea. I haven't heard. But if all right, let's play chase the rabbit holes here. First fight. He okay. loses in 30 seconds. I mean, just That's not very necessarily, lucky. not a lucky, not a punch for anybody could say, yeah, you know, anybody can get him for a lucky punch. But somebody gets him, takes him down, mounts him, and just ground and pound so he has to tap out to TKO. I mean, and quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's very likely. Is there interest in the next, another fight? Uh, I think he gets maybe one pass. Or is the interest just, uh, you know, I just want to see Punk get beat to death again. Sean, Sean says that he's going to wrestle uh, or work this fall against Ronda Rousey, which she would destroy him. Oh, Ronda would kill him, dude. Uh, I think he would get one pass. If you'll remember, it's very similar to me to the Kimbo Slice situation. I mean, he got like, a pass, I would say, with people caring. But after, like, two defeats, he kind of just dropped off. Because you always but have the... The difference there, Kimbo Slice, you always had that wonder, was he going to be able to throw those big punches right. that you saw in the videos? Punk, you know it's not going to come out as a heavy hitter. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I don't see it happening. He's suddenly a knockout artist. No, he's going to be the guy that, yeah, you're you're, you're going to be wondering if he's going to get to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment when you know UFC is going to work. CM <laughs> Punk for the GTS. I just, I have half expect Dana to try to give him the easiest fight he can without making it super obvious the first fight. 
what if he's any kind of a smart businessman? He will if he wants to get any kind of return on his investment. Right, because I mean, if they can manufacture two or three wins and just have Punk oh. talk. Yes, and, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, you know, Punk can talk all day. Uh, I mean, he'll make Shell Summon look like nothing to USC fans. But. Best of luck to him. I don't think it'll happen. Like you said, if they're smart, they'll find a way to, uh, I don't want to say work, but manufacture, like you said, a few wins for him. And it could be done. I mean, <laughs> it can be done. Uh, and then put him in a high-profile fight and then just let it go. I bet you've made your money. Uh I don't know. It'll be. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, but uh, yeah, we were talking about world titles. But I will say, uh, what's your interest level going into payback this weekend? Is it called payback? Is that it, or is it backlash? <laughs> Whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called, but it went from a one to about a seven when they added Ambrose. Absolutely, man. Any chance? of them sneaking the surprise win on Ambrose and that match. I truly think that there's no chance because that's when Rollins and him team up. I think that's a real possibility. Yeah, I do too, man. Um, I'm interested in that. I'll tell you, um, Monday night, did you... you, uh, did you watch all of Rollins tonight, or most of it? Uh, no, my DVR, for some reason, only recorded, like, half of it. What, uh, I guess what I mainly wanted to get at, did you, by any chance, get to see the John Cena and Neville match? Yes, I did. I saw that. Number one, I think that was one of the best matches I saw in a long time. <laughs> Number two, yeah. I thought Neville looked like he's ready, man. Very smartly booked. The, the, that was one of those times when the disqualification made perfect sense for everything involved. It kept the match between Cena and Reset strong for Sunday. But by all intents and purposes, it was very much made to look as if Neville had Cena beat. I'm about to say one of those Vince McMahon remarks. Okay. It's just so hard for me to take anybody that looks like a hobbit seriously. They've got to go with it, man. They've got to go with it. He wins the belt, melts it down into a ring. Uh, it's so throws the off. I mean, Kendra had never seen him, and he come out, and she goes, that doesn't fuck you, she been Lord of the Rings. <laughs> He's, yeah, it, it's, I get what you're saying. It, 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 the look doesn't bother me, but I can see where it would bother some people. I just, uh, I'm blown away by the guy's talent so much, man. He, uh, his high flying is insane. Uh, it is. Just, he has talent. A, he has everything in the world. But I don't, I don't ever see him as a world champion. Now he's an NXT world champ, but that's a whole different ballgame. Different ballgame. I see Finn Balor. I see oh. Randy Zane. Yeah. As world champions. Kevin Owens? Oh, I can only hope so. 
You know who I do not see? As a, <laughs> and I hate to say this, but it's all. I could see, see Neville being world champion before one guy. And I'm not even saying it because I think a talent level do. I love the guy. But I think Hideo Itami has zero chance of ever. <laughs> WWE has no idea how to book Japanese wrestlers. They never have. Basically, I don't know if he ever gets out of NXT. No, no. I think his one moment would have been that WrestleMania Battle Royal moment there. I almost foresee him just giving up and saying, uh, yeah, just let me go back to Japan. Yeah. Why does WWE have no idea how to book Japanese wrestlers? They've proven, I mean, not to the same success as white wrestlers, but they can book wrestlers of Mexican descent. I mean, we've had, um, what, three Mexican world champs? Uh Um, Del Rio, Mysterio, and Guerrero. Yeah. Um, they, they they can book people of color, but different races, but why can I'll, they not book Japanese wrestlers? Because there's no such thing as managers anymore, and Japanese wrestlers cannot talk. There you go. And in the WWE now, it's about entertainment. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to talk. Why is it... And I, I know the answer before I even ask, but I mean, it's it's worth asking. Why is it that tonight in Philadelphia, Ring of Honor in New Japan is having a show, but they had to add a show, this is the second night in a row, because there were people traveling from all over the country to sell out this building. And if they would have had it in a bigger building, they would have sold it out too. Um why is it that on the independent scene or the levels lower than WWE, it's pretty easy for Japanese wrestlers to get insanely over and maybe even be the most over guy on the card? But in WWE, it just can't happen. Here's why. Those promotions pretty much are not based around TV. They're based around people just wanting to go see what they know is going to be good wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Of other matches they've seen because you see you go on YouTube and you see these Japanese guys and well you can't understand the language so you're just enjoying the matches anyway but right. you know they can can work and they're they're not built around that whole idea. Right. I mean right now the only way I see Hideo ever getting anywhere is basically you would have to put him with Heyman. I think that could be a very interesting pairing, too. I'll put him with Heyman and just have him, like, bust all people with those kicks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people that have only saw Atomi in NXT, even, what you saw of Atomi has been a It's been a Kenta, but it's been a watered-down Kenta. If you go and watch, like, a lot of his stuff in Noah... And even his Ring of Honor stuff from four years ago. I mean, I, the the one word that has always come to mind when I think of Kenta is badass. He's like a legit badass man. And yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that has been put across on NXT yet. I've I've never really thought they've put that across about him. 
the fact that this dude is got, he's got swagger. Like, I mean, the guy has got like this cocky kind of swagger about him that I haven't really saw in NXT. Well, he needs a mouthpiece. I mean, that's just straight up. I could see him as a world champ with a mouthpiece before I can see Neville with those ears as a mouthpiece. <laughs> those ears really bother you, don't they? Uh, <laughs> Dude, why can't they just have him working a mask? Uh, I, you know, I mean, it worked in Lucha Underground with Ricochet. Although Ricochet is like not, he's like kind of like a pretty dude. Like it's kind of the opposite. Like he probably shouldn't be under a mask, but uh, he is. You see him, and all I can think about is Lord of the Rings. It messes with me so bad. It's like I can't even enjoy the match because I'm trying to get Jake because I was trying to watch that with him. I'm like, hey, look, Jake. And the whole time I'm just thinking, where's Frodo? That's all I'm thinking. What does Jake? Let me ask you. What does Jake say about him? Did Jake make any comments about him? Looking funny. No, but Jake's never watched Lord of the Rings. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just curious. Uh, but no, I mean honestly, I thought the match with Cena Monday night was phenomenal, man. I thought. Uh, I think it's maybe John Cena's since this whole Open U.S. title run. That's maybe my favorite match so far. Yeah, I liked it more than the Zayn match. It's. I'm enjoyed most of those matches except for Kane. Yeah. Although um, I wish oh. I hate the Springboard Stunner with a passion. It, I, I don't mind it, but I've heard a lot of people talking about hate. Uh, I, I don't mind. I noticed he didn't do it Monday night. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Oh, I didn't think he did. I thought I didn't think he did. I think okay. he did it. Oh, I might have missed that. Okay. But I've heard a lot of people saying they don't like it. What do you, what do you not like about it? It looks horrible, I think, honestly. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I don't know. I think it's just I just like the fact that at this stage in his career, John Cena is actually trying to develop a new finisher. I don't know. Or like a new signature hold. Something about that kind of appeals to me. But uh, You know what I almost think it is? It's something he's thrown in to try and he probably called Steve Ersoff and like, look, we can work this into an angle at WrestleMania. Come on. Right. Let's do something. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Man. I, I've, I've, been, I've been real impressed with Cena in the last little bit. I've, uh, I, I've enjoyed this U.S. title around. He's, I mean, I, I think it I think it's easy to say that the U.S. title means more than it's meant in probably five years right now. They they got what they wanted with the U.S. title, and unfortunately, the IC title has not had that because Daniel wasn't able to defend it the way they'd hoped. So I guess we're going to get the IC title in the Elimination Chamber, which they announced. Is that what they're going to do? Uh, apparently they announced... Uh, someone told me today that I was talking to, and I, don't, I can't confirm this. This is just what I was told, that they were going to be doing two Elimination Chamber matches, and one was going to be a tag team, and one was going to be for the Intercontinental title. 
tag team. That's what they said. Gonna, are they going to put the whole tag team in? I hope both I think yeah. that's gonna be the funniest thing ever. That's what I'm hoping, man. I wanna see Gal I wanna see Luke uh Luke Gallows and Eric Rowan pushed together in one of those pods. How how many times will you be able to make these two peas in the pod joke? Oh yeah, man, if it's if it can be made, I guarantee you that you'll hear JBL and Booker T cracking it. Uh Hey, we are running out of time. Did you want to talk about Tennessee real fast for Yes, 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 definitely. Uh, I want to, first of all, send a big shout-out to Just Us Video Productions. Big shout-out to Cody Green. And uh, he he hooked up Matt and myself and Stevie with the opportunity to come and help them with their production job and got to view this card in the process, and uh, it was just, I can't say enough good things about NWA Smoky Mountain. Um, Tony Givens has put together, and this is everything that an independent promotion in 2015 should aspire to be. Uh, This show was filmed for iPay-Per-View. This show, first of all, their homegrown talent was guys that would not seem out of place on a on a Ring of Honor show, on a uh, you know on an Evolve show. One of the or, you know just uh, the homegrown talent all really impressed me. The NWA president Bruce Tharp was there, and uh, he was managing Rob Conway, and Rob Conway and Jack Dane, and Jack Dane is this guy that they've got down there that, barring injury or anything of that nature, this guy is going to be a major star. Like, the sky's the limit. He's this big, monstrous dude that can work, that's got a personality, has an amazing look. Um, yeah, him and Rob Conway had a very entertaining brawl, and uh, they pulled out the old, uh, he went to spear Conway, and then he went down, and you saw the old uh, Goldberg, Bret Hart gimmick. Conway had a, iron plate on under his jacket. So uh, that was cool. But, um, and Conway impressed me too. It was the first time I've really saw him in a long time. And uh, he he, he was impressive. All of that stuff was good. But the meat of the show was the two main events. And uh, Jimmy, wow. Um, Number one, it was awesome seeing AJ Styles. Um, And it was also even more awesome to get to see the IWGP World Heavyweight title in person. Uh, when AJ came out, it was electric. And he took on a guy that WVCW is proud to call. Uh, you know, one of our guys, a guy that we you, you'll see on our shows. Uh, every chance he's not booked somewhere else, the guy stays pretty busy, including the fact that he's getting ready to go to Japan to compete in the best of the Super J. Uh, he's, you know, he's in the Super J Cup tournament this year. Chase Owens. AJ and Chase had a match that, for anyone that saw it, would have a hard time arguing that it shouldn't be on like a match of the year candidate list. These two guys work very similar styles, and uh, Chase reminds me a lot of AJ at the beginning of AJ's career. And it was really cool to see them get to go in there. And I could tell it was a big moment for Chase. Um, 
just an excellent match. And uh, then the main event, we saw John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, for you Lucha Underground fans, taking on the gift, Jason Kincaid. And for anybody that knows anything about Jason Kincaid, you know how innovative he is with his ring work. And seeing him and Morrison try to one-up each other with just, you know, crazy move after crazy move, including the finish, which I posted a gif style of yesterday. You may have saw, yeah, which was a, a top rope sunset flip power bomb by Jason Kincaid onto Johnny, um, John Morrison. Insane. It looked like they were both dead, live. The place just lost their minds. And uh, just an excellent two matches on the main event. So, yeah, and, and I want to quickly also shout out on the pre-show, they had a battle royal, a Royal Rumble style, and our boy Benny Conley got to compete in it. And not just saying this because Benny's a friend, not just saying this because he's a WVCW guy, but all the people sitting around us that was completely unfamiliar with Benny, the minute he came out there, the whole energy level of the rumble picked up. People got excited. People were cheering for Benny. And it was awesome to see that like people that didn't know him was automatically into Benny. And it goes to show how far he's came. And the fact that he's he's got that energy level that he maybe didn't even have two years ago. And he understands how to get a crowd going. And uh, it was really cool to see that. Also cool to see another WVCW guy who's making his name all across the country, really. Timmy Lou Retton got to work in a four-way match at the uh, opening match of the car, and he pulled probably the move of the night, which was a uh, top rope corkscrew dive to the outside of the ring, and he just got insane heights on. That's another guy that impressed a lot of people that wasn't familiar with him. So I thought really good showing for Benny Conley and Timmy Lou Retton. And uh, just overall... Just an awesome, awesome card. If you get the chance, you, anybody that's listening to this, if you live anywhere near Tennessee, follow NWA Smoky Mountain and go to one of their shows. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I can't wait to get back down there and hopefully see them in June. Well, wrap it up with this. If you had to okay. choose... Are you saying that AJ and Chase was the best match over uh, Kincaid and more? I loved both matches. Loved both. Uh, yeah, if I had to pick one of the two, I'm going to say AJ Styles, Chase Owens was match of the night. And that's in no way crapping on Morrison and Kincaid. I thought they were awesome, too. But I thought AJ and Chase had uh, just an insane chemistry together. And, yeah, they would be my match of the night. All right, man, then wrap it up. We're out of time. All right. Sorry we kept you guys so long, but hopefully you didn't mind the bonus wrestling coverage. I don't think you did. Uh, We want to thank all of you for listening each and every week. If you are listening, tell a friend. If you are listening, go on iTunes. Give us a good review. That helps people find the show. That way more people can join the Nerdy Nation. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do do so through Facebook at Nerdy 30s. Just find us on there. Or uh, you can email us at nerdy30s at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube. Jimmy, what's the YouTube address? I have no idea. Just type in nerdy30s and you'll find it. There you go. We're always putting up fresh content, and uh, it's a fun channel to follow. So, for Matt, 
who may or may not be dead. And for Jimmy, this is Jeff saying good night, America, and please, whatever you do, keep it nerdy. <laughs>